Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Well, this week, California saw a couple of interesting events. Uh, first, GCW had an event uh, in which Mike Bailey was involved with a... Uh, a fan. Mike, what's, uh, what's the scoop on that? Basically, it's what I saw and what I read is GCW doesn't have guardrails and things along those lines. So what happened was a fan threw a beer on him and did it and kicked him. Not hard. It was like an Orange Cassidy type kick, but he was like, well, what the hell? Never, ever, ever put your hands on a wrestler. If you're a fan, stay back. And it's not to keep the fans out or any of that kind of crap. It's you don't do that. You're there to watch. And so it kind of threw off Mike, and he was kind of pissed a little bit about it. Like, I mean, for as much as Mike Bailey can be, apparently he's the nicest guy walking the earth. So, I mean, but it's like, keep your hands to yourself, you know? And then the security finally got there. It's like, what are you doing there, security, if you're not there to see that and deal with that immediately, right? I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a little time, but the one I, I think the one guy said, oh, I didn't even see what happened. You didn't see a beer get thrown on him and being, I mean, the kick wasn't, something that stood out it was more of i mean like that orange cassidy type kick well that's the thing if you're going to have an event you got to make sure you have the guardrails up yeah right if you're not going to have guardrails up then you definitely need to make sure you have your security at all four corners right to make sure the fans are safe and make sure that the workers are safe because there's nothing more important than having a safe show for everyone yeah i mean bad stuff can happen it's like i don't have a ton of shows with guardrails at on my shows i mean it's tame we're in canada i mean to begin with but not that that's saying anything bad about canada or to disparage it um you know there's no alcohol at our shows uh, you know that we do here and things like that but you know alcohol no no um guardrails that kind of thing uh, can happen you know and it's like just i mean and i think the other fans were kind of like dude what are you doing and, and rightfully so it's like don't touch the wrestlers well, that's it. When you don't have the visual deterrence, you know, people become lax. Yeah. Right? Common sense goes out the window. They feel that if they can do something to provoke, they're going to have a memorable event. The problem is they should be kicked right out of the venue and never allowed back because that's ruining it for the audience and it's putting the, the wrestler or the worker in, in harm's way. And that's not acceptable. What, what if somebody gets hurt, be it the wrestler or a fan? You throw the bear down, a fan's walking by later lawsuit then there comes issues with insurance and god knows we went through that insurance issue in the industry back in 2004 or 5 it, uh, it was terrible you couldn't find insurance and back then if you could it was about 800 bucks minimal and it, it was ridiculous so all you need is one incident and you're kind of screwed so <clears throat> i mean you got to keep in the fans you know you got to keep the fans back a bit i mean go you look back the old ww F or WWWF even when they'd have the barrier was a rope <laughs> you know and then they went up they went to the to the bike rails you know the guardrails and then to now what they have now it's just basically a, essentially a wall well at the end of the day you, you want to make sure that everybody's having a good time right and if you're not going to go attend the event and uh, have a, a reasonable uh, amount of respect yeah don't, don't even think about going because you shouldn't be allowed in. And there's no entitlement when you buy a ticket to do stuff like that. Be it, um, you know, you're there, you can heckle, even within reason. Don't get dumb. Like, I mean, there's one thing to heckle, but we've been at shows. Yeah, guys yelling but swearing, and there's kids around. It's like, dude, grow up, get a life. I mean, you, 
you're not gonna you don't act like that uh, you know sometimes as a fan and that's not and, and i'm not disparaging on fans i love having fans out and being interactive that's what this is about what, what makes pro wrestling so different than anything else is it's an interactive form of entertainment the fans are part of the show you know it's it's the uh rocky horror picture show of entertainment almost uh, with the interaction live interaction that wrestlers and fans have and they the good ones can play off the fans so and the fans really they're the lifeblood they're what makes shows happen no fans no show you know because you can't do a show in front of empty seats because take a look how that worked out during the pandemic oh absolutely there's a difference between having real heat where you're going to have the nwo type heat where you know people are throwing stuff into the ring versus some jerk just deciding to throw a drink or pretending he's a worker and and getting involved right there's no no space for that and for most people, if you look at your, your tickets, whether it's a hockey ticket, baseball ticket, or, or, or soccer, or any, any other event, there is a code of conduct, yeah. right? You enter the field of play, you're out. And you and you could be charged, I've seen on them, with trespassing. Absolutely. Because that is a restricted area. That's right. You know, it's like the ring. You go over that barrier, feasibly, you could be charged with trespassing because you, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, that you could get hurt. You can hurt somebody else. Like, <clears throat> there's just no good there's no good example of that hap- ever happening you know back yeah. in the day you'd get the piss beat out of you Absolutely. i mean if that was back in the 70s and you had somebody like bruiser brody and you threw a beer on him and even if it was a fake little kick like that you know you get knocked like that fan in texas he watched world-class championship wrestling it was terry gordy some fan got up and uh, stood in front of him and put his arms out to his sides like you know come on and Brody pushed him back six rows of seats or not Brody sorry Terry Gordy did nobody did that again to Terry Gordy and nobody got sued either I don't think so yeah that's before everybody decided to get lawyers and <clears throat> get their pieces up high well somebody was saying online they go oh well it's not a publicly publicly traded company so they're not going to sue them it's like you don't have to be publicly traded and most states and or provinces you have to have you you know the venue will expect you to have insurance you great you're not a publicly traded company but you got that insurance and the bond for this show and athletic commissions especially in the u.s are all over uh stuff like that they could easily get money out of you and it's you know the united states it's a sumi country they'll sue you for anything you know sorry about any american listeners but it happens more so down there than up here but <laughs> but you know it's like like i mean i've gotten i've got insurance on every show i do be it a sold show to a festival fair city whatever or when we do our own shows we all have insurance insurance and like i said pretty much all of the venues require it so you may not be they may not be gcw may not be a public traded company but they're they can get money out of them california had more opportunities for wrestling events this week we also had the new japan uh, pro wrestling battle in the valley mike what did you feel about this event well it was pretty good i mean like it, it ran head to head with the elimination chamber and uh, I believe it was on Fight and the New Japan Network. But they, they sold 2,152 tickets, which isn't, I mean, you look at that and people are like, oh, that's not a big number. I mean, right here in Brantford, uh, Nick Nitro, CWI, we sold more tickets. It's like he had uh, the show there, and there was more tickets sold for that event than there was for this. But the fact of the matter is they didn't know they were going to have uh well mercedes monet formerly known as sasha banks on the show and a couple of other things i mean they could have probably jumped to a bigger venue because they they sold out i think it was they said january 9th it was sold out and uh cm punk was there 
apparently. Um, there was pitchers. Uh, there was also Scott Demore, Bailey from WWE, and a few others were there checking it out. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of interest there, and there was pictures of Scott Demore talking to CM Punk. Uh, Giselle Shaw was there uh, with Scott. I mean, so you sit there and you, you wonder what's happening. Maybe, you know, I kind of think past the other stuff, but, you know, CM Punk and, and Scott Demore talking. You know, CM Punk showing up to do a sp- something in Impact, maybe. You know, that'd be interesting. But uh, I don't know if they have the money. I don't know. Punk, if it's a love wrestling for Punk, if it's a money, if it's a, you know, but uh, it'd be interesting, those two talking like that. So, and New Japan as well, though. I mean, he's there. You can't tell me somebody from New Japan wasn't talking to CM Punk. Be like, you know, because they had talked before because he wanted, when he came back, he in part of his contract, he wanted to be able to do shows for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, I know there's a lot of talk about them being anxious and, and uh, looking forward to building their visibility here in North America and the fact that they're more of a niche in the in the West here versus in Japan where they are, I think, the dominant brand over there, much like the, the WWE is here. Um, but the thing is, the WWE has worldwide exposure and audience that New Japan, I don't believe, has near the, the levels you know maybe back in the late 80s early 90s it it got to a point where it could have been competitive but then for whatever reason uh, the the fed just took off and has just become the worldwide phenomenon it is now and it's almost like they're back to where they were when they used to do a co-event with the wcw right so when they had the great muta the great muta um massacre chono and a couple of others Jushin Liger Jushin and all Liger, those guys yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they tried to do that cross promotion and they had a little bit like for me I loved playing the WCW versus the world I love that game that was a great game yeah and uh, you know the, the exposure it had it just allowed for them to build but it never materialized well that's the thing a lot of those with that WCW versus the world they didn't know who a lot of those other guys were because they changed the names as well but i mean the, the, the difference between you know wwe and a new japan and some of these other companies they're different because wwe is mainstream they can, they consider themselves more than just wrestling and the way they market themselves the way they present themselves the way they send their guys out there but you know new japan's doing a hell of a job being based on wrestling alone I mean, in Japan and, well, worldwide, they do have the New Japan Pro Wrestling Network, you know, um, and you can get on there and you can watch, you know, the old uh, the old uh, Super Junior stuff, I believe. It is. Yeah, it was on there. They have, like, all kinds of stuff going back to the early Wrestle Kingdoms, you name it. So they've got a lot of really good stuff, you know, on there. And, I mean, New Japan has, has evolved to be the the big company in japan i mean you have i mean all japan pro wrestling which was neck and neck with them or even at times more so than them you know they were really something and uh after giant baba died and his wife took over and then you know they he had the, she had that issue with masawa masawa left and, and formed uh pro wrestling noah he brought the you know there was the pillars right with them uh you know kawada would appear but he he didn't wrestle there full time it was um it was teo and uh kabashi kenta kabashi uh, you know over there they built that like a lot of you know the way they built that company pro wrestling noah from there 
I mean that they took a there was a huge dent in New Japan's business, and everybody loved Noah because they're super matches. It, you want, you're from New Japan, you want to come wrestle, come on over and wrestle. You know, uh, you know, you you want to uh, come over from All Japan, by all means. They put an All Japan guy against a New Japan a New Japan guy in Noah. They didn't care. You know, it, it was good stuff, you know, and people were very intrigued. And then after Masawa died, I mean, he was the heart and soul of the business. After Masawa died, the Noah didn't, wasn't what it was, you know, and, and they also had that card this weekend as well. So with Okada being in uh, the main event with uh, Takashi, um, being defeated by Takashi, where do you think he ends up? O Okada or, or, or uh, oh, sorry. like... Yeah, Okada and Tanahashi. Tanahashi's a little bit older. He's the rock star kind of guy over there. And he, I mean, Okada beat him. Now where do they go? Where do they go with Okada? You know, um, because Ibushi's gone. Um, you know, they can redo maybe because you got Kenny Omega over there. He's US champ. You could do Okada, Kenny Omega, what, number three or four? Yeah, um, at least three. You know, <clears throat> people want to see that. You know, there's a lot of there's different guys over there that they can build, and, and uh, I can't remember the guy that was in Wrestle Kingdom. He won the Battle Royal, I believe, and they're they're building him because he won. He just won the I believe is he was it the Open Weight title, and he beat Jay White in I in he beat Jay White in Japan. So in a loser's leaves Japan, New Japan, and so Jay White came over here and he had a match with Eddie Kingston. And the loser leaves New, New Japan strong, right? And so he lost. Now we're wondering where's Jay White going as well. Um, also, we had uh, the debut of uh, Mercedes Monet here in North America. Uh, she took the IWGP women's title from Kerry. Yeah, was it Kerry Singh? They were, like, yeah, it was, I, I don't know, like putting it on her so quick. I, I mean, to me, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, with her walking out like that because she wasn't getting what she wanted. I mean, she was in a top angle with, it was Flair, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and... Naomi. Naomi. So she cons or talks Naomi and we should leave. We're not getting what we want. And it's like, okay, so you're in a top feud. You're the tag champs with the SmackDown and Raw champs. So you're being pushed. You're being featured. I'm not sure what else you want. Should we get, put every belt on you, uh, make more belts for you, make you the commentator, make you the, like, what else do you want? I mean, they were going to have the singles guys go over the tags and the tag guys go after the, over the singles guys in the tag matches. Uh, I don't, I don't see the issue here. I mean, it, I, I, that throws me off. I would never put a belt on her. I would never do because why? Why, like you don't know if she's going to do what you want for me she's brittle every time in the fed that she held the title I'm almost certain aside from the tag title but every singles run she had ended because of an injury that she had either sustained or had been working through oh really and I just nice enough performer you know very good in the ring had a great presence but she was glass joe of the female division. I, I mean, I loved her match, her and Bailey in NXT. It was a great. It was that was a good match. Uh, they main evented one of the the pay per views. Uh, 
But I mean, I, as a promoter, you know, somebody put you over for that belt. You're going to be putting other people over for that belt, or you're going to be putting over the people that we. What if you know? What if in the match that you were supposed to win a title, and that other person goes, <laughs> "No, they're not winning the belt." What was the you news know? this week that she signed on with some, some Hollywood um, <clears throat> representation to get more movie deals, TV deals? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she was in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And she did a great job in that, and obviously, you know, with the um, with her family connections with Snoop Dogg, you know, why wouldn't you want to get out of a business that's you know hard on the body and only gives you so much time, right? And how so, many? Yeah, how many years? And honestly, women have a shorter, I think, have a shorter lifespan in wrestling than men do. Oh, absolutely. You know, with, you know once you can have kids. Right. Well, well, they want they want to have yeah they want to have kids, uh you know when it comes to there's a, I think there's a different expectation looks wise when it comes to women than men. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know I mean, you, you you know you you can have a bruiser Brody that can wrestle for twenty five years, but unfortunately most likely a woman unless she can keep that you know and it's not being to me I mean it's the match. All the, you know, that's what I'm concerned about. Let's, as a promoter or as a fan, I just want to see the match. But promoters and the way it is, I mean, it's getting a little bit like that with wrestlers. I mean, if you reach a certain, you know, you, you've seen the guys put on weight or the, whatever, but it's not as, it, it's harder, I think, on women than it is on men. Absolutely. So, And you got to take an opportunity while you can. You know, look at Mandy Rose, right? Mm -hmm. Let go for her OnlyFans. You know, congratulations for her for being a millionaire so quickly. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's trying to make as much money as you can while you can, yeah. and hopefully you invest it properly because wrestling is is a is a um, it's hard on your body. So you really only have so many bumps you can take before you're either crippled or you know worse. You're, you're just hurting so bad you can't do it. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> not everybody like we mentioned the great Muda. You know, like not not everybody can wrestle as long as he did, or Ric Flair. Or the, you know, Flair should not have been in that last match, but up no, to the point no, where no. he was actually putting decent matches on. But I mean, your bump card gets full, and especially now the style that people wrestle, it's different than than before. I mean, these guys do crazy stuff to get the fans to pop and to get fans into the things. And you know what? It, it's different than back in the day. It'd be a chop or stiff forearm, something like that. You know, and and it's like even for like for the men and, and everybody, the way they wrestle, that window has gotten smaller. At the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan, this week we had the Pro Wrestling Noah and Cyberfights having a joint venture. Uh, Mike, did you have an opportunity to take any of that action? I read up, I read about it, but I didn't watch a lot of it. But it's pretty interesting to uh, look at because. Pro Wrestling Noah hasn't been the same since Masawa um, died, the founder of Pro Wrestling Noah, who came over from All Japan Pro Wrestling when him and uh, Mrs. Baba didn't get along with the way things were going. And um, he brought some guys with him, like Kabashi Tail, and Kawada made some appearances, but I don't think he jumped fully. And But this week they had a show at the Tokyo Dome. I mean, I, I've been following what's been going on over there. It's mostly New Japan because really New Japan's the WWE to Japan what the New Japan is to Japan is what WWE is here I mean it's the company um, you know but they drew 30,096 people to the Tokyo Dome I'm not sure what Wrestle Kingdom brought in I think it was I think it 
think it was less than that but that was for the the great Muda or you know um kijimoru his retirement right. and he took he took on uh uh tetsu nato right. so and he went out and on his back he uh put nato over and then called out chona who was doing guest commentary and uh tiger uh hattori was there who's a referee so they had a match and hattori roughed it and he put chona over on the way out for oh, his last really? match yeah oh, so it, it was it was pretty interesting uh you know uh watching it but i mean it, it, from a promoter and business side of things it interests me because i mean all japan's not really doing much over there um you know and like i said has not been the same really a lot since um i mean misawa left and then it was mudu jumped over and as well as at one point um what's his name he used to wrestle for he used to wrestle for stampede wrestling and he was one of their young lions over there as well like when like mudu went over and brought it back up a bit and they basically kind of switched roles but uh mudo mudo was the guy he came over and he gave it a little bit of a shot but then that went he, he you know he became a f freelancer free agent over there and jumped around but i mean it's interesting watching seeing that uh you know pro wrestling noah is getting a little bit of a uh push again uh, as it were when it comes to fan interaction and they used they used mudo's retirement to be able to propel that company i i think over there and i mean they were there with cyber fights and i guess cyber fights from i was like cyber fights who the hell is that and so i did a little research and it's the umbrella company and they own pro wrestling noah and ddt as well as their their developmental their sub brands of um gang bear pro wrestling and uh, tokyo yoshi pro so i think yoshi pro is the uh I believe it's the fe the female uh, promotion for them. I'd well, have to take a look, but yeah. Well, I'd seen the headline that that um, Muga had uh, called out Chono. I didn't actually realize for some reason. I think I had uh, Chono mistaken for somebody else who had passed on, but I didn't realize they had an impromptu match. Well, good for Muda for putting him over on the way out. Yeah, I mean that's the way you're supposed to do it, right? I mean, give the rub to somebody else or whatever you need to do. Absolutely. I mean, you know, NATO's been NATO's been around for a while, and then Chono. I mean, that was just a. I mean, they go back forever. They feuded, they teamed with the NWO. They were in it together. So, yeah. I mean, going back for how long they've been combined. But I mean, Cyberfight seems to be doing something right because yeah, Yoshi Pro. I just did a quick look here. It is. It's the female promotion, female side of. It's a sister promotion, so to speak. Okay. And uh, I mean. I don't know anything anything about the other company. I mean, I've heard I had heard of Yoshi Pro, but I, I had I have no idea what the 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 that I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Gang Bear Pro Wrestling. I never I've never even heard of it. Um, you know, if, if we want to uh, get a little insight on a lot of the Japanese stuff, maybe we should uh, contact my buddy Dingo Cannon to have him do like a review not a review but uh, something just to keep people here a little more uh informed of what's going on in japan absolutely well the thing with 
having competition is steel sharpens steel, right? Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Noah had 30,000 fans, and that's a phenomenal number based on the, the fact that New Japan is the WWE of Japan, that's pretty good, right? So you want to see that kind of competition continue and push each other to, to newer levels of, of drawing for the fans, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it makes you want to, want to uh, do more. I mean, it doesn't have to be everybody goes... You know, it, about a war, and, and you know, it, we don't need a war. You know, and people trying to make I I I don't need to a war to be able to to watch AEW and WWE. It, you know, to me, it's that's two thousands or whatever 90, late nineties. I mean, the whole WCW thing and versus WWF. There was a lot more to it at the time. You know, this really isn't. You know, it's not a. No, it's not to a me, it's not a rivalry. Yeah. It's not a it's not a war in my opinion, um, and I'm just taking a look here just to uh, see. I want to see what the attendance was. You know, people look at all these different things. And I can't see. I can't see what the attendance was here. Night one. Oh, so the attendance night one uh, was twenty six thousand, and night two was five thousand five hundred and thirty three. So combined of 30, 31,000 over two nights. I don't know what happened on the second night. Was there a bomb scare? I <laughs> mean, it dropped from 26,000 down to five. But this was, yeah, and this was, uh, this was, re yeah, Wrestle, sorry, Wrestle Kingdom. And, I mean, they had... But don't they change the venues on the second night? I thought it was in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quickly looking it up here. It's like, so, oh, yeah, because city was Tokyo, Japan, and the second night was Yokohama, Japan. There you go. Okay, so but I mean you got to think. So just a quick look there. Sorry for the distraction, but I had I was curious after I mentioned, it's like so in the Tokyo Dome. If you're talking just Tokyo Dome, they drew more f for their show than New Japan did. But I mean Noah had some representation on there as well. I mean it's not like it used to be back in the day. I mean it was very strict. Could you could you was it that was? Uh, he had won both the All Japan and the New Japan titles. And I think he went over to... Noah and won the titles as well. Right. And uh, I got to do that research. It's, I can see the guy, but I can't think of his name. But, I mean, you know, but back before that, it was strict. You would not have anybody... When you left, you were gone. You know? I mean, it was a big thing when, when Hanson and Brody jumped to All Japan... Abdullah jumped all Japan, you know, when guys jumped because there was no, uh, there there was no intermingling, so to speak, and those were the only real two companies over there at the time. Right. So. Yeah, it's one of those things you, you wonder how much of a rub it is because it was Muda's last match, right? Is that just that's why they had thirty thousand, most likely, right? We'll see what the next event draws, but when you have that kind of notoriety, somebody who's been. In the industry and had so many memorable opportunities both in in, in Japan and in Can in North America it's pretty phenomenal right yeah so he's one of those uh, generational stars that you know only comes along every so often yeah because I'm looking at, at some of these uh, some of the matches on there and there's a few guys I, I recognize I mean but I mean they're building this company you know, you've got Timothy Thatcher um, with, I mean, Ogawa, uh, which is, he's an older guy, but everybody knows him. Uh, you know, you've got Daga and 
let's see. Kuna Miyawaki. And there's a few. Uh, let's see who else is there. Katsumata. Kojima. Tao Kojima. That was the guy I was mentioning. That's who I was trying to think of before. You know, Kojima's well-known. I mean, they've got a few guys. They had Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. on there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, they even had some Bullet Club guys on, on this show. Oh. I mean, so there's a little bit of interaction between the two. Uh, and Okada de defeated uh, Kato Kiyomiya as well. And then it was the NATO versus Mudo match. So, I mean, they had some names, but I mean, when I was looking even at the name, I, rec I recognized more names on that uh, New Japan uh, Battle in the Valley show. But, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, that they're doing that, I mean, with not a ton of guys. I mean, like I said, there's a couple of guys like uh, Ishimori and Gato from the Bullet Club was on that show. And uh, so, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of interaction. But uh, Jado is booking Pro Wrestling Noah, which Gato and Jado, they grew up to, uh, was it Team Team No Respect? Or... Team no, I can't remember, but they were they came up together, Jado and Gato over in, and I believe it was with DDT or uh, War of the War promotion. Sorry, the War promotion, and now you got both those guys booking for those. So there's something going on where between those two companies, there's some kind of a working agreement. But you can see there's no All Japan, so who knows what's going on with that? You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. 